Annyeong SAO, welcome to Afternoona Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K-romance from a writer's lens. We fangirl over our favorite actors and actresses, talk up our trope addictions, and nerd out on K-drama deep dives. We'll throw in a few K-pop and K-skincare wrecks for good measure, because why not ride the Hallyu wave all the way to shore? So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unnees. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. So I hope you're both doing better than me tonight. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm nervous. (laughs) I honestly am traumatized. I've experienced a great deal of trauma this afternoon and it's funny. And I was going to like, I almost wasn't going to talk about it, but it's so bad that like, maybe the, the only purpose this experience had was to like bring joyful horror to Oh, look, it's listening. The, it's, I was I'm gonna like, say, it's not like it's, it's not like our our it, our pre-show lead-ins lately have been highbrow. <laughs> no, no, but this is like personally confronting to me. I'm like really having I've been I want to cut off my arm, is what has happened. I want to cut my arm off. And I called my sister and just announced that today. I'm like, I need to cut my arm off. And she was like, Why do you have worms coming out of your arm? And I was like, No, something worse happened. I wish I had worms <laughs> oh coming out of my arm. So, you know, we have the Mm -hmm. cat. We got a cat. And he's a nice cat. (laughs) But like, I like him. I don't love, I love him even, but I don't love him, love him. Let's just get that out of the way real fast. (laughs) And he likes to hang out on our bed, um, my husband and I's bed in in the sunlight. It's a sunny spot in the afternoon. And today I came in and he was just lounging out, living his best cat life. And I was like, I'm going to go and like pet the cat. And then my husband, you know, who has, says he doesn't like the cat, but always pets the cat and sleeps with the cat. He came in and was like, I'm going to pet the cat too. And so we're both laying there on the bed in the sunlight, petting the cat. It was really sweet. And then my son, I was like, called my son in like, come, come pet the cat with us. So he comes in to pet the cat. We're all petting the cat and we're just talking away as I'm petting the cat. And finally, like a minute or two into the conversation, like I was petting the cat and not really super thinking, but then I kind of thought about that whole, like meet the Fockers thing and like how, like the little cat, like you can milk anything with Mm -hmm. nipples. Yep. And I'm like, it's so funny how even boy cats have nipples. And my husband and my son both looked at me and I was like, what? And my husband's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I've been like rubbing on like the cat has like little nipples. And my husband's like, that's not a nipple. You've been rubbing the cat's dick. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I can't tell you. I screamed. I I ran around like my arm was toxic. And I believe that I might have been giving pleasure to my cat. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Male animals have nipples though. Right. That's what I just assumed. I assumed. But they do. But they do. Perhaps. And I would hope to the gods. That's what happened. I am not willing to go back and look. (laughs) 
I didn't even realize, look, I didn't even realize that cats might even have external penises until today. Like I, I was like, I just thought that they lived inward. I didn't believe that. Like, I've never seen a cat with like a- I've never seen my cat. That's what I was like, I've never seen, I have two male cats. I've never seen theirs. I mean, obviously when they pee, it comes from somewhere. But I also, oh my gosh. I also, oh. um, I also know that, I mean, just like m- male <laughs> humans have nipples, male animals this do. Is, like, this is what I'm saying. So yeah. look, I'm going to, I was, I was so grossed out. So you're giving me a glimmer of hope that maybe. Yes. I think it was a nipple. I do. Well, okay. Well, just, you know, like my cat, I've seen like he, he, he licks his, his penis. He cleans it. I've seen it. And it's, it looks different than his nipples. Like, so his nipples are like his skin color. Um, oh, like God on his damn belly. It. Okay. But, but his penis is red. It's red. I, it's like, <laughs> I still am like, Leah's like blowing. I shots. still am like, I have two male cats who like, I rub their bellies all the time. They lay like, you know, like man spread all four paws all over the place. I've never right. seen cat dick before. Have you encountered? Have well, you rubbed does, cat yeah, nipples? He- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then look, I poke Ferris. Maybe all that's the time. what it was, and maybe I'm not like going to like cat dong hell because whatever <laughs> happened, like you're giving me hope right now because I felt so disgusting and so disgusted. I can't tell you how. Disgusting. Whereas here, I'm like. I'm like, I need to go grab my kids and like go on a penis hunt. Oh, no, I know I need to know a so that I, hunt. I need to know so that I don't accidentally <laughs> jack off my cat. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, okay. Like it's, it's very, it's, it's very far back. Like it's very close to the butthole, like the, 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 the penis. And again, Ferris, I only see it when he's like actively cleaning okay, himself. I think I'm okay because that's like. You're not petting like you're not like about to give him like stroking right right, you're not just stroking his anus right like no do you think I would yeah I mean I don't even like to look at it no you would I mean you would have had to be pretty far back okay I'm feeling like a lot better about this so I actually appreciate it because I feel like if I didn't I'd be sitting in this like shame shame dungeon But I think, I think you're right. I think I was in, I think I really was encountering a nipple, which is what it felt like. Yes. And yeah. I mean, look, I wasn't, it wasn't like, I was like, Ooh, I've just accidentally reached to the back of my cat and I'm rubbing this nub. <laughs> like it wasn't where I would have assumed such things would be. And like, I don't, I don't actually, I don't actually like, no, cause I never like looked it up, but for the most part, like I, it's not just like out all the time. Or I, I don't think there's like a pocket it gets tucked away, but I do think it it retreats somewhat into like the fur and the skin. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a cat owner for like decades, I don't know anything about cat penis. I don't. I again, Ferris is an old gross man, and he needs to clean himself, and that's the only time it's gross. I tell him to put it away. Well, I tell him to clean it first, then I'm like, put it away, Ferris. But his, but I will say his like nipples, nipples. are, are pr- pretty like protruding. I, I would like say. Like then they're on their belly. Like you feel it on their belly. Yes. Like- okay. So I'm conflicted because I am so unhappy that I know that your cat has to clean his penis and then put it away and you tell him to do this. <laughs> so I don't like that. I know that, 
but I also feel so much better that I didn't most likely just jack off my cat. No, I honestly think, cause I, like, again, like I, I know my cats very well. My like Ferris sleeps with us every night and like, he's like, especially old male cats or even just any male cats, they get that, um, belly pouch it's actually called like a primordial pouch or something but it's really common in like male cats and like it's pretty far back like between their legs and that's and there's nipples on it okay I feel and because like Ferris is almost like Ferris is like he's really got a pouch now because he's again he's very uh, Ferris is my my male cat is just very old so I I truly think it wasn't because I also I don't think like cats aren't I don't think they would like it. Like, I think your cat would react and would not want <laughs> you to touch it. So <laughs> the cat's like, I did not consent to this. You can rub oh, my teeth. Oh but... God. I was like, I don't think I can like the cat anymore. Well, no, because I, look at so it. I have, so I have a female cat and two male cats and the female cat, like whenever we rub her belly, like we joke around that it's just like nipple city. And, um, cause she's got, mm. she's got shorter fur than they do on their bellies. And so when I've, when we've pet like the male bellies, I feel their the nipples in the same place that I feel hers, which is like the the torso region and not the anus. Right. Not the anus. And like region. the pet I was on the belly. I was on the yeah. belly. I wasn't on the torso. No. And I wasn't no. in the butthole. No. I was on the fat belly part. I'm telling you, you would need to go really you would need to be far be- back. But far back enough that you're like, you really didn't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like like, like in honesty, I, I don't see you rub. Like you're not in like cat taint that like that's... city. <laughs> like... No, I was rubbing the freaking belly, but just, I had the backside of the belly. I wasn't on the front side. I was on the backside, but like, I wasn't like, I wasn't like doing a reach around. <laughs> oh my God. Can I just say right now, listeners. Listeners, don't oh send God, us pictures. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. I don't, I don't want to no. know. It's hard enough for me to even keep this cat. I'm ready to let it go. <laughs> because God. do not shame your cat for having <laughs> genitals. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I, I now I feel like I got to go check Ferris and like to, to give you some validation. But again, I'm pretty sure it's all. All I know is back. I'm just sticking I, I'm, to the back from now on. Just stick it the back that right cat turns over or like the or like the chest area i don't even want to i'm just sticking to the back <laughs> and the ears <laughs> right just stay on the head like under the chin you'll you're good oh god my ugh. okay so Thank yeah you. so i think i i really i really think that you should not i i should not worry and and uh, i mean nick like hates cats he's not a cat expert that's right i think he just wanted me to I think he just wanted you. I think he was just I think being he was messing with me now. Mean. Yeah, I think he was too. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know how to segue. I was going to say, speaking of men. I, okay. <laughs> speaking of men. Of men. Speaking of older speaking, men. Speaking, speaking of. Like right, my old man. Of older cat, men. Speaking of older men. <laughs> what a segue. All right. Well, we fell in love with K-drama first and foremost <laughs> as romance writers who appreciate cat dick. No, as romance. Oh God, no. <laughs> oh God. Who appreciate a well-written story. And when the three of us finished our first K-drama crash landing on you, we also fell in love with our first K-drama hero, Captain Rijong Hyuk, played by the beautiful, the talented, the thankfully not 20-something Hyun Bin. 
Don't get me wrong, your Nunas appreciate K-drama heroes of all ages. Some of us, and by some, I mean me, just find it refreshing to be able to thirst without having to do math to figure out if we could have been Lehman Ho's teen mom. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it would have been just, just possible. <laughs> oh, God. So with Valentine's Day approaching, we figured it was time for a love letter, a love letter to our favorite mature heroes of K-drama. While we will do our best to share the love without sharing the spoilers, we promise to give a heads up if we need to discuss any drama in detail in order to articulate why we adore our K-drama amours. <laughs> Before we dive in. We know our listeners vary in age range, just like your Nunas do. So how about if we start by going around the room or the Zoom and giving some qualifiers for what we personally consider to be mature heroes? This doesn't mean some of our examples tonight won't skew younger or older at times, but this is just to give listeners an idea of where we stand on maturity, especially if they want to share with us any names we might, inadvert we might inadvertently leave out of the discussion tonight. So, Leah, Megan, why don't you guys go first? Who or what are we looking for as far as mature heroes? So I guess I would consider a mature hero, like I would say 35 is like the very, very young end of a mature hero. And I'm only, only saying that because just celebrity standards, you know what I'm saying? Everyone, you know, most actors are younger. So that's why I'm saying that. So I would say, yeah, like mid to late thirties and up, like, look, I'm still into old ass Harrison Ford with his earrings. So apparently I have no limits. All right. So Amy, how about you, Amy? What's your range? What's I mean, your I, range? I don't get me wrong. Like Han Solo to the end, like Empire Strikes Back, my favorite Star Wars movie. And uh, I, I love me some indie too, but I, I can't now that he's in his eighties, I can't thirst anymore. I can't, especially especially with the earring, especially with the earring. <laughs> um, I'm just because I'm old, I'm a little older than Megan. I'm just going more into late thirties and up, um, you know, late thirties to, I guess, early fifties, because I feel like, um, not that, not that we can't find men, you know, in their later fifties or early sixties attractive. Cause I, I absolutely think that we can, I just think we're less likely to see them as like the main hero in a romance drama at this point. Um, but I'm not saying I wouldn't be open to that, but yeah. So I'm saying late thirties, early fifties is like my range right now of, of who I guess I'm attracted to and don't feel, you know, dirty being so on either end. <laughs> so I do appreciate this context because frankly, like I've had moments in recent months where I'm like, have I become Matthew McConaughey and dazed and confused with that whole, that's what I love about these high school girls, man. I get older and they stay the same age. <laughs> Cause look, like I never lived that life before 2021 in high school and college. I was always going for older guys. My husband's five years older. And like when I was 19, I dated someone 10 years older. So when I was watching Mr. Queen and going like, damn, <laughs> had cousin let's look you up and then found out not in woo was 27 i had a crisis of self <laughs> not as bad as the tactic but bad um but you know what like these days i'm like look at kim kardashian and pete davidson who am i to live by societal <laughs> conventions 
So that all being said, for Mature Hero, I'm starting this the age same as Megan and same as the OBGYN office, which is 35, baby, because I was defined as a geriatric pregnancy at 35. So you best believe I'm going to put that label onto others. Um, and as to where I'm cutting shit off, I don't put a cap on love. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't know what, what's funny is like, I have, I've never dated anybody older than me. I've always dated people younger than wow. me. So maybe, yeah, it's, we, it's weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's me and, and being the, the, the divorced and single one of the group, it's making dating now very, very interesting. Um, because now going older is, um, <laughs> in that like early fifties threshold, if I go older, um, and I'm not, a, not opposed to that, but it's just, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to be at that point where like somebody who's only a few years older than me is in their fifties. So yeah, but so far I haven't, yeah, so far I haven't dated anybody older than, um, older than three years younger than me or two years younger than really? me. Yeah. Ever. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, ever, I don't know if ever. Well, I mean, in high school. Okay, in high school, I dated like guys one year older than me. Huh. Um, but that was it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I've never seriously dated anyone younger than me, ever. Not a one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so before we step into K-drama land, how about if we toss out a tiny bit of love to a few of our mature Western hero favorites? Anyone for Nick Cage at 58? <laughs> oh, had to put that in there. So anyone who knows me knows that my one true love, my future husband is Chris Evans, who recently turned 40. He doesn't know about our future nuptials, but I'm working on it. However, a more recent crush is Jason Sudeikis clocking in at 46, specifically as Ted Lasso, though I'm not usually a mustache girl. And just to throw a little love to Canada, I'm going to include Ryan Reynolds at 45. And finally, because I'm watching The Walking Dead with my son, my heart belongs to Glenn, portrayed by Korean-American actor Stephen Yun, who just makes it into my mature hero age range at 38. Um, but a really quick story, like this isn't somebody that I crush on now, but it is somebody that I have crushed on before. Um, cause this made me laugh. Um, so this was a while ago. This was probably a year or two ago when, um, Jenny Hans to all the boys I love before was adapted, um, into a movie for Netflix. Like they've made all three of the books, but this is when we were watching the first one to all the boys I love before. Um, it's a great, um, teen, you know, YA rom-com, I guess, trilogy, uh, highly recommend one of my favorite series and my daughter read it too. So we were both super excited for the movie. And yes, in the book, I swooned for Lara Jean and Peter Kavinsky and Noah Centineo who plays Peter in the movie is absolutely adorable. But the minute that the first time Lara Jean's dad shows up on screen, Dr. Covey played by John Corbett, who was my be all and end all way back in the day with sex in the city. He was uh, Aiden Shaw, the furniture man and who I think Harry should have ended up with. But anyway, he is now 60 years old and still a fine looking man. And I told my daughter, I said, you know what? You can, you know, crush on Peter Kavinsky all you want. I'm here for, for Laura Jean's dad. And her, her reaction was mom, you could totally pull a 60 year old dude. I believe her. <laughs> 
It's like, thanks, honey. Thank you so much. So 60 year old man, I'm, I'm here. He was super fine in all the boys. I think actually finer than his Aiden period. I'm saying. It. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like I still, at 60, he's still a beautiful man and I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm looking at recent pictures of him and he looks better now. I think he's. Than he did as Aiden. Yeah, he was more generically cute as Aiden. Now he's just like got some character. Yeah. He looks great. He's a good looking silver fox. Yeah. Um, okay. So Tom Hardy is my forever is he, Tom Hardy is forever and always my mature hero love. I'm sorry. I just realized I didn't look up how much, how old he is. He's, 44. I don't even, how old is he? 44. I was like, I don't even think he's that old. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Tom Hardy at 44 is forever and always my mature hero love. I'll take him like as Bane with a face mask. Yeah. In Peaky Blinders as Alfie Sullivan's with like the skin condition, <laughs> like I'd still do him in real life with his questionable tattoos, like sign me up. I just love Tom Hardy so freaking much. Just adore him. Um, so, and I'm also going to give out honorable mentions to Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh God. Yes. Yes. Steven Yun, which it's, I didn't read your, I didn't know you mentioned him. I didn't read yours. See, I had, I had mine. I was like typing my answers somewhere else because I was, I didn't want to be in the dock when you guys were working on it. So I didn't yeah. know that you had Steven Young either. That's so funny. I love him like so much. And yes. he, I, he's, um, I love him in like horror stuff. So, um, he was in like a horror movie that like took place in an office building with like kind of this weird, like rage virus thing. Um, and then he's like, I just saw him cast in another horror movie coming out. I can't wait. I love the roles he takes. I just think he's really smart. Um, and then also got to mention, mention Idris Elba and Daniel Craig. Okay. Well, I'm going to bring out my extensive laundry list of thirst and there is nary a Nicolas Cage to be found here. <laughs> so that being said, if Richard Armitage wants to whisper in my ear about growing up in the 1970s, I'm not going to be kicking him out of bed for eating crackers. Shout out also to Tom Hardy, Megan, his Peaky Blinder skin condition is no barrier to my love. <laughs> Either was the fact he played an incestual brother who ate whole hard boiled eggs in one bite in Taboo. Did you ever watch Taboo? I did not watch Taboo. That was, I, I wanted to, but it was almost a little too, Tom Hardy can be so freaking quirky and no, it, it was almost his, too much it, for me. It's sister incest and he has these things where he just peels whole eggs and shoves them all in his mouth. So sister incest, not hot, the whole eggs, weirdly he's, hot. He's so weird and I love it. Yeah. So his voice as Bane is literally sex and rivaled only by our butter voiced beau, Lee Sun Kyun. But then, okay, just to go on our Peaky, uh, Peaky Blinders riff, to me, Killian Murphy Ugh. can always get it. Like the whole, oh my yeah. God. Oh. The whole Peaky <laughs> Blinders aesthetic is my Western show crack. Killian Murphy is so hot in Peaky Blinders. And like, I've like, he's obviously been acting for a long time. Like I've seen him in roles. I, I always found that like, I always really loved his acting, but I was never like sexually attracted to him. And then he came out in Peaky Blinders and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. He is incredible. He was born to play that role. Born to play Tommy Shelby. Yeah, yeah. And then we have Nas and Dan. And then lastly, 
just a slow clap shout out to my first true celebrity thirst trap who I once literally watched eating a cracker on a New York City sidewalk in 2014 while shooting Mozart in the Jungle, Gael Garcia Bernal, who is only one year older than me and who I will thirst after for my whole damn life. Um, and Itu Mama Tambien was 10 out of 10 for real, my sexual awakening. Except I'm not done yet because then I kept going. And I do know I need to stop before Amy kills me. So while I'm discussing mature heroes and dropped a mention for, you know, the absolutely fucking fantastic and underrated show Mozart in the Jungle, which everyone and their cat should watch, but not, (laughs) not my cat. Yeah. I want to give a big, big shout out to Malcolm McDowell. He is 78 years old and I am not saying no. That man was so damn fine from his effed up performance in Clockwork Orange back in the day to Caligula. (laughs) But now being Thomas Pembridge and Mozart in the Jungle, uh, I'm just like never, ever over it. All in. That's why I can't like think he's hot because of Clockwork Orange. Okay, enough about Nick Cage and his mature peers. It's time to dive into the topic at hand, mature heroes of K-drama. And before we get into said mature heroes... Name one K-drama actor who, when you saw him, you thought, damn. But when you learned how young he was, you maybe had to dial that damn down to, well, I guess I'd love to pack him some kimbap and send him off to school. (laughs) So, okay, like, fuck me. First, let me say 1990 to 92 was a really good span of years in South Korea. This is a time that ushered in Kong Han Nool, Choi Woo Shik, Park Hyung Sik, you know, they grace the world, not to mention Kim Suk Jin from BTS. But because I'm apparently just living my best cougar life, I'm going to say that my cutoff now is going to have to be 1994. So I can fit, you know, shoehorn or puck gum in there and get in uh, Na In Woo. So if you're younger than 27, then if I birthed you, it would not have been a prom night mistake but an entire after-school special. So that's like my bar now. (laughs) If like I would have been like in the troubling after-school special, then I think that means that I am going to be pushing that person in a pram with the kimbap. (laughs) But even talking about this makes me feel like I'm 100% going to hell. (laughs) So my age range is apparently 27 to at least 78. (laughs) (laughs) look I so appreciate your age range I really do I I saw this reality tv show clip and I can't remember like what it was from but the producers asked the woman like what her dating age range was and she was like um like 30 to the grave and it just (laughs) (laughs) grave yeah, that's awesome. So, okay, so I was really into the second male lead for my roommate is Agumio. Like I've talked about him before. Um, he is Bay in Hyuk, and he was also in Kiss Goblin. And I just assumed he would be, I don't know, more like Janky Young's age or whatever. But nope, I looked it up, and he's twenty three. I know, and I. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> oh, good lord! And I'm 38. So this is like really riding the edge for me of being just like way too young. Maybe not even the age. Although I could not have birthed him at prom. I couldn't have even birthed him at like homecoming. So that's something. But early 20s is just, I don't know. I'd rather just mom him, make sure he's eating and sleeping well. 
And also I could have sworn that Nam Jun Hyuk, who I like adored in startup, was in his 30s, but no, he's only 27. Oh, well, 27, he's still in my window. That's but if that's okay, if that's in Leah's window, <laughs> it can definitely be in your window. Like, yeah. So even though biologically speaking, I could have been Lee Min Ho's teen mom, <laughs> like at, at eighth grade graduation, I'm not going to cross them off my list. I mean, talk about after school specials. I was, yeah, I was 13. I was 13. Yeah. Like that would have been like, there would have been some major, yeah, that ABC after school special. Like, were you even dropping eggs at 13? Like I wasn't. I was dropping eggs at 13. Oh, that's when okay. I started. That's when I started dropping eggs. Okay. You know what? Fun. Oh, great. Fun fact. Just a fun fact here. King Henry VIII's mom was 12 when she no. had him. Nope. Nope. So that, that was like a tutor after school special. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm just going <laughs> to. Um, so oh, yeah, I was 13 when Lehman Ho was born. Um, so possible, but no, my favorite part of the drama run on was Kang Teo. His smile was just freaking the sunshine of my life, but he's 27. I know that's in Leah's cutoff. And while there is nothing illegal about 27, had I birthed him, it would not have been an after-school special. It would have been a college crisis, but not a pearl clutching scenario. By the time I'd have been packing his kimbap and sending him off to school, I would have looked not too different from all the other mamas in the drop-off line. Park Young-shik is another whose smile lights up my life. And thankfully he's at least 30, which makes me feel less dirty. <laughs> this is like very confessional hour today. It is. It is. All right. So who is a favorite K-drama actor and the character that they played that made you like swoon, thirst, both? And who is at the younger end of your mature age range? So only because I've already, like I've already talked about like Lee Min Ho enough and the fact that I don't, the early thirties are not in my mature <laughs> range. Like I, early thirties, I will thirst after and, you know, not worry too much about it, but that's not in my mature range because I'm, you know, in my forties. So back it up, back um, it up, back it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for me, I'm going to go with Lee Jung-gi at 39 as Becky sung in flower of evil, definitely more swoon in that one than thirst. Cause that was a very emotional drama, but that was the drama that hooked me into the Ijunggi fandom and uh, and I'm here for life. So I think for me, I'm going to go with Bjorn Johan, who is clocking in at a cool 35. I didn't swoon for him in Misang, but he had my whole heart by the end. And I absolutely swooned for him by the end of Mr. Sunshine. In fact, he was the um, character who I picked for my marriage um, in my, our first Mary Mate and Murder um, pod. So you know, at this point though, I thirst on his fine ass Instagram page. Like it's a part-time job. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with Choi Jin Hyuk, who is like our favorite hot zombie at, That's a good at 35. One. And then there is also Lee Ji Hoon, my favorite jeans wearing underground fighter who is 37, only a year younger than me. His role in Move to Heaven was definitely, yes, whew, like Mullet and all. Yeah, mullet and all. Like, it was emotional, but then, um, I mean, God, he was hot as an underground fighter. I'm sorry. Like, I'm just always going to go for that. 
most of the heroes like I really lust for seem to be 33 and it's crazy like I because I kept looking up all these heroes and they were all 33 Anbo Hyun Jung Hae-in Lee Joon Park So Joon Kim Soo Hyun and Im Si Won I don't so I don't know why I apparently have like a thing for 1988 but there it is like <laughs> what was in the water that year like I, I it's just so funny I kept looking up all these heroes I'm like I wonder how old they are all freaking 30 maybe it was lunar water <laughs> yeah it could have been that was a fine vintage as well like my night my 98 my 90 to 92 period oh my god <laughs> fine vintage. they're only 33 <laughs> so let me I'm gonna right, do, let me so... read this one so that you can do the first answer <laughs> no, okay okay so have a favorite k-drama actor yeah. and the hero he played that made you swoon thirst both who is at the upper end of your mature age range so with zero surprises to any human who has ever listened to this podcast, when Anoju from Lawless Lawyer has been brought up, <laughs> I am all in on Choi Min-soo, who is not a spring chicken at 59 and who is still getting it with anything that needs to be gotten. <laughs> but I also do want to give a very enthusiastic shout out to Lee Sung-min, who played Manager O in Missing. And look, he's not unattractive by any means, but he was basically cast, like he, he understood the assignment to play a middle-aged office schlub dad. But personality makes anyone hotter. And the character of Manager O was so swoon-worthy to me. Like someone who is that alpha, but the alpha with the fanny pack who has the goldfish crackers for his people and is a fantastic mentor and a bit of a rebel just marriage material all the way i love any time we can mention fanny pack with crackers <laughs> so you know again my age my age range has no limits but i would say parky soon the hot gangster in my name who is just like sexy af like he was sexy yeah. in the drama but then i watched like interviews with him and he just has this really cool collected demeanor that just makes me feel like once you get that tie loosened there's going to be a whole lot going on and he's 51 and like look that's 11 years older than me so I feel it's appropriate when I slightly objectify him daddy (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh seriously just lost my earbud okay I mean we all knew that I was going to mention Gong Yu here. So Gong Yu at 42 is my one true love. Um, so he's 42. He's cancer like me. His birthday is only nine days after mine. Um, but I have to give a nod to Yuji Tae, who is Kim Moon Ho from Healer at 45. Um, I want to see him as a romantic hero. I know that that he, he does have um, a drama where he is. Uh, but I want to see him as a romantic hero now mm-hmm. at 45. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and Ji Jin Hee, who plays Guru's father in Move to Heaven. <laughs> yes. Look, I know like he was dressed in like coveralls and like he, there was nothing about him that was like saying thirst, but the man is beautiful. Like that, you know, mm-hmm. that fine 50 year old specimen of a man had me thirsting in a drama where I really had no bid- business thirsting because that drama was all about you know the emotion and I remember when I first started it because I think I was the first one who watched it that I was texting you guys I'm like there's a hot dad like can I say that is that okay there's like the dad's hot like I'm into the dad (laughs) 
which he's not that much older than me. So it's, I mean, it's totally fine, but like, that was not the point of the drama and right. Whatever. Yeah. He's not that much older than you. And you could even pull a 60 year old. <laughs> I could, according to my daughter, daughter, I could pull a 60 year old. So yeah, the only 60 year old I want to pull is John Corbett and he's married. So I'll share on OG with you. <laughs> <laughs> so who is the mature actor with the sexiest voice? I mean, Leah, Leah and I both, I know we have, we have the same one, like in the start. I mean, this is way back when we watched coffee Prince and how terrible that we have not watched my mister yet. I know we are, we are soon. We're, yeah. Don't kill us. We're getting gonna, there. We're gonna, but yeah, it is. So mm-hmm. Leah, who is it? We really just shout out to Lee Sung Kyun, butter voice. Butter voice like that. Yeah. The, the moment he spoke in coffee prints, I was like, what is that man's and voice? And I met him even a little before, but no, by no means hipster because everyone except for both of you have seen Parasite, I feel like, but this was like pre-K drama watching. I watched Parasite and right. he's not a likable character. And I was still like watching it, like doodle doodle do watching like the Oscar winning film. And then I was like, hang on a second, like talk again, talk again. And then it didn't matter what horrible things he was saying. I was all in. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Lee Dong-wook at 40 actually has one of my favorite voices. I don't know. There's just like kind of almost like this like deep smoky quality to it. And I also love his laugh. So I like watching interviews with him where he laughs because it's just this like this kind of like deep chuckle. Oh, I love it so much. Well, now we are getting to our favorite part of every episode, which is our K-pop wreck of the week. <laughs> yeah, okay. I I actually just came back from um, an ATs concert. So I was there like two days ago. So I'm still riding like a total endorphin high. Um, it was just magical. That's basically all I can say. It was worth, you know, the anxiety of traveling with my daughter kind of during the pandemic and um it was just worth the money it was just worth everything um so I'll do a little podcast I think I'm actually gonna talk with Hazel she was my daughter she's willing to like talk with me and record so I think we're both gonna talk about what we liked and so I'll let you know when that comes out but as for today I am actually recommending a song and uh by a singer who is 33 and in you know idol world that is definitely on the older end so um he was he's he was or he's a <laughs> member of tvxq but the song i'm recommending is a song he just came out with as a solo artist and it is called devil and his name is max changman i <laughs> this song is so cool and so sexy his voice sounds incredible like I actually think both of you would really really like it it just has a really like atmospheric emotive quality to it and oh man it's great so yeah it is Devil by Max Changman who is still looking obviously mighty fine at 33. If you enjoy our podcast you have our patrons to thank at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even 
a live K-drama support group on Zoom because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www.afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoon Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, glow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida. Okay, it's time for a little Mary Mate murder. And I'm picking the mature hero choices from dramas all three of us have seen. Also, to make it a little harder, they're all nice guy heroes. Ready? Here we go. Jo Jung-suk as Lee Jun from Hospital Playlist, Gong Yu as Choi Han-kyul from Coffee Prince, and Hyun-bin as Captain Ri Jong-hyuk from Crash Landing on You. Who are you going to marry? Who are you going to mate? And which nice guy gets murdered? Hello, Clap, you know I like hard questions and you did not come to play with this <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> so here we go. I just went stream of consciousness. I'm marrying Ik Jun, mating Han-kyul and Captain Ri. I love you, but I'm blocking you into the tunnel of love. <laughs> so I, my thought process is this. I'm always always going to mate Honkyul. <laughs> um, and I need a guy who can make me laugh more than love me with a stoic and noble passion. Totally fair. I like your reasoning. I like that. Uh, so I do. Th- this one was was pretty easy for me. I would 100% marry Captain Ree because for me, I actually need that seriousness to balance me out a little bit. Like I really need someone who's grounded. Like you, if you put me and Ik Jun in a room together, like nothing would get done. Like, you know what I mean? No. <laughs> Um, but Captain Ree would definitely be like the good yin to my yang. Uh, I would bone Han Kiel in a heartbeat. Like, <laughs> hello, obviously. So I'm sorry, June, but your friends are raising your son because I'm cutting you off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God, poor you, June. <laughs> oh, this is, I mean, like I wrote this question and I, I hate it because like, of course I want all of them, but yeah, hundred percent. Like we're all bone and Hankul separately, but I mean, I'll do it Hankul. together. I'm not picky. I mean, no, you know what? Like, yeah. I mean, if he drops his towel and we're all there, so be it. We're friends. We're friends. Um, I know. So like, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't play against, you know, both of yours and do a, you know, do a different round because I would, nobody was going to get rid of Hankul. So sadly, I went the that same surprises way. Me as too. Surprises me too. Um, surprises me. I love. I'm shocked. I know. I know. But like, I feel. I don't know. I feel I like know. I have I this too. loyalty to Captain Ree because he was my first. He was my first K drama hero, um, and the reason why I fell in love with this. And so he's the one who got to live. <laughs> yeah. So I um, there's a Twitter account that recently started live tweeting the uh crash landing on you and all i have to say is they are incredible yes. oh like my gosh. these tweets amazing. are some of the funniest things i've ever seen but they also uh, really dig into like the meaning of the show so i it's it's funny but then 
they also like, they get the show and they respect it. And it's funny because they kind of said the same thing like we do, how it's like, I can't believe that a show is giving me all these tropes. I can't believe that like I'm being gifted with the show that's giving me all these tropes and all these things I love. And it reminded me of how much I love Captain Ree. And they even mentioned like when he's on the motorcycle, they're like, oh my God, not the forehead reveal. And I because it's right, his hair blows back in my <laughs> Anyway. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. So funny. And like, yeah, when you shared it, I was, I was like literally like getting ready for work in the morning and I just like, you know, popped on social media and I just started going through the thread and I couldn't stop because I felt all my crash landing feels again, going through it. Yeah. I am like obsessed with that tweet thread. So they're still watching it. Um, I'll, you know, they aren't at the end, but I, I don't think they got the tunnel of love yet. Like I think he's, it don't, so he's in South Korea, but don't they do like a they flashback? They do, yes, because you don't know how I got show? there. Okay, yeah. Right, so <laughs> I don't think they got this. I can't tunnel wait. I can't yeah. wait to see this. So, yeah, the tunnel of love. So who is your favorite mature hero you've only seen in a supporting role, but you're dying to see as a romantic hero now, like at this age? And I, I yeah, as, I was going to say, I'm I'm repeating myself, but Yuji Tae, who I've only seen as Kim Moon Ho and Healer. I do want to see him right now at 45 as a romantic hero. All right. Well, the first one I'm throwing out, you neither of you have seen, and that is Bae Subin from King's Affection, Real Bad Daddy, um, with a redemption story. And I loved his performance in King's Affection. I'm actually uh, doing a short separate pod on King's Affection that will come out sometime in February. And, um, you know, watching him, I enjoyed him. But then afterwards, like looked up characters from or, or looked up cast from the show. And when I saw him without the Joseon facial hair, I was like, dude, you are a whole hot man. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, my but gosh. I is. am going to also get real wacky here and throw out Choi Musong, a.k.a. Um, Techie's dad in Reply 1988 and also Gunnar Jung in Mr. Sunshine. And I feel like he is a bear in a non-kink sense and I am into it and would totally watch like a love story featuring him where he was the star. I loved him. Um, I know we're going to talk about 1988. This isn't a spoiler. I'm just saying he starts out very stoic and then the drama really does do a very good job at like sort of, you know, leaking his emotions like slowly and then you start to just like absolutely love that man he has a lot of growth i love it like he gets he gets an arc and a lot of layers a lot of layers yeah so i don't think limu saying who's the chief in the silent sea has had a leading role in a romance Mm. but i mean even with like the helmet and like i don't know the hood and all that stuff i was like he's pretty he's pretty sexy and Mm -hmm. i was really into like how stoic he was but then there I mean, he was like one of the few in the drama that actually like shows emotion over something. And I really loved it. And then how he had to kind of like pull himself together. I thought he was really great and I would love to see him in something else. Who is a mature villain who has no business making you so thirsty, but you just can't help yourself. Look, I'm going to go for an obvious choice here, but Gong Yu and Squid Game. First, because I haven't shouted out Gong Yu yet. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, that is good. But yeah, look, he's recruiting people for murder sports. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like as face slap guy, it's one of his finest Gong Yu iterations. That's a good one. I really like that. Yeah. 
I agree. I mean, I'm sorry, Ano Ju. Like, do I, I? I don't care that we've mentioned him so many times. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care. Uh, he was absolutely a terrible character. He was a horrible person, but I can't help but be like thirsty for him, even with his toe socks and his chains <laughs> and and his like t- his tinted and glasses. His, yeah, and his like and his like tongue ticks that he did his facial ticks oh, oh god they were so hot everything uh, like everything about him oh god he's so and like <laughs> he i mean i don't think i actually i don't think i actually thirst but he is my favorite like most intriguing villain i think that we've had um he's yeah, magnetic. He is, he's very he is absolutely magnetic i think i think what kills me is i know i would love to know how many people have just like heard me <laughs> air pumping <laughs> like a horny dog over on Oju and they're like well damn I guess I gotta be checking out Lawless Loyler now and see what he's packing <laughs> they're gonna start it and be like what is happening because, and why because I feel like you either get it or you don't get it and like I totally respect people that don't get it they're probably like why he talks so weird and I, I don't think he's set up to be no, sexy he's not. Let's put it that way. no he's not at all and he like never wears he always wears a shirt unbuttoned I mean it's it's as <laughs> it's it's there's it's so ridiculous like why i was into him it's a kink it's right pure it's like he's his i do remember though i felt really validated because i was like look guys like lee Gi is obviously great in it but like you gotta you gotta watch it for the villain and then leo the dirty leo is just like all right I'm and he's right. a great villain but leo's like yeah. damn <laughs> yeah don't even like the drama just yeah. here for Anoji being a dirty boy <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right so i have another okay. merry mate murder for you with mature villains so yu yan suk just sliding into 37 years old as gudong may from mr sunshine which megan and i have not seen but i think that we know enough about his character from all the many times that lee has talked about him and we are going to be watching it soon so i'm excited for that um choi min su clocking in at 59 as ano ju and lawless lawyer and how about Lee Dong-wook at 41 as Samun Jo in Strangers from Hell, which I have not seen, but I know enough to know enough. <laughs> okay, so I did, this was too easy. So a wig of the finger here for me, from me to you on this one, where I felt like, look, let, I'm just going to answer the question and wig when I get there. So as much as I would mate Choi min Su's horrible Anoju, I'm never, ever not mating <laughs> Gudong Mei. However, like, okay, so all these characters are very complicated and have exceeded their weight allowance in terms of emotional baggage. So this is where I'm going. I'm going to marry Gudong Mei. He's problematic and toxic. And if he married me, he would love me and be my universal fantasy butter. And I would mate him daily, <laughs> nay hourly, so much so that he would no longer be a murdering Yakuza boss. <laughs> And I refuse to take the low-hanging fruit of murdering Lee Dong-wook as the serial killing dentist because he's a serial killer. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just, I'm going to raise the stakes and say, I'm going to put him as the iteration of Reaper and kill him because he is dead already. And then I am stripping (laughs) down to my socks and having hate sex with Anno Ju. (laughs) You're stripping down to your toe socks. I am. I am stripping down to my toe socks and having hate sex with Anoju on a market fish counter. 
So don't come at me with nasty questions if you don't want nasty answers. I did want nasty answers, but like, I love, like Leah put a note in the margin, like this one's too easy. Like don't fuck the the serial killing dentist, but like they all are killers. They They all kill people. They do, but but two of them are killing for business and one is killing for pleasure. And one is killing for food, (laughs) for food. (laughs) Not even for pleasure, for sustenance. Yeah, I mean, give him a break. He's hunting. Oh, God. He's hungry. You just got misunderstood him. I completely blacked out that he was eating them. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> and I didn't even see it. And I knew that he was. totally forgot about the cannibalism. <laughs> the slow mo <laughs> red. Megan, remember the color of the meat, too? Oh, it was raw meat, but like They're a just deep eating it. purple. Oh, God. It was the grossest. It was so like marinated purple meat. Well, I mean, obviously I wrote this question for Leah (laughs) (laughs) because I did. I just wanted to see where it would go. I, cause I don't, I'm, I want nothing to do. I want nothing to do with any of these men. (laughs) Like I read, I, oh, go ahead. I I was like, you did me dirty. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I read this Mary mate, Mary mate murder question. I was like, this is so rude. (laughs) Like (laughs) this question. So, okay. Okay. Um, but I think my answer would be, yeah, I'm sorry. I got, <laughs> I got to kill. Yeah. You got to kill the cannibal. Like you have to kill the cannibal. So obviously you don't apologize for killing a cannibal. <laughs> I would, I would actually marry Ano Jew because I think that I could help him turn his life around. He was trying, he was trying, um, at the end of the drama, you know, he was mayor, you know? And so, yeah, that's my, that's my Mary. And then I would mate Gudong May, who I haven't met yet, but I've seen like enough clips to know that that is like up my alley. <laughs> I actually think you would make a great, um, Mrs. On. <laughs> I could see yeah. you in like a gold sequiny like you know like when you get dressed she, up you get you get gussied up she, and i, I could <laughs> yeah. see her like but you would need like some mafia hair yeah you i know? think you could pull yeah. the mafia hair though i think you could pull the mafia yeah, for hair sure really well. for sure yeah i would get like really long fingernails <laughs> um not long toenails because i need to wear my toe socks to match my husband <laughs> i'd wear the chains i'd be like totally into it I would be a great Mrs. On. Thank you for you that would. compliment. You would. And, and like I said, truly, I want nothing to do with any of these men as characters, but I'm 100% killing the cannibal because cannibalism. Yeah. Um, and you haven't seen, you haven't seen Gudong May. That's all I'm I saying. know. I know I haven't. I know. But I know. Because, and that's what's, that's the problem is that I am basing, I, I am basing my thoughts on him as what I know, which is, you know, Dr. On, Dr. On from, you know, hospital playlist. So it's, it's really hard to truly uh, know what I'm talking about here, but yeah, I'm murdering the cannibal. And I don't want to fuck on So I guess I'll marry him. We'll have a sexless <laughs> marriage while he's fucking me in the fish market. <laughs> That's totally fine. You can be his side piece. Oh my God. I am all here for, I just want, I just, I just want like the monetary benefit of being married to him. Oh my God, this is so she bad. Said, fucking me in the fish market. Oh my God. And then yeah, mate, good on me.
my kids oh, my shit. kids are not allowed to listen to this no. podcast anymore. God, no, 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 I just want so people bad. to know that like I used to let them and I've no longer. Yeah, we're because I'm just bad. letting it all hang out these days. <laughs> okay, so let's project, shall we? Pick a baby K-drama actor. You'd make Kimbop for now, but you know is still gonna be killing it when he's 58, like Nick Cage. How many times did I slide Nick Cage in here? Is that three so far? <laughs> I love it. So look, I wouldn't be I kind of messed up this answer because I'm already not making these these fine fellows Kimbop. <laughs> but I do believe that Kong Newell is just going to get better and better in terms of craft and visuals. That bone structure doesn't go out of date. And then I'm right. going to say that um, Choi Woo Shik and Park Young Sik are two others to watch that are going to be aging like fine wine. Yeah, I said Na In Woo, our favorite sad cousin, because same. I just think what well, I think he's interesting because I think he can look older mm-hmm. very well. Like because again, when we watched him in Mr. Queen, I he seemed so yes. much older, and so I really think he's going to be. I think he just has a really versatile face, but then sometimes you see him on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, you're a baby. Baby. And then I think Park Young-shik is only going to get hotter. I mean, he looks so good. Now. Like he was cute mm-hmm. in like strong woman Do Bong Soon, but in happiness, like he's a whole man. No. And I think he's only going to- I Like I didn't military. even know. I didn't even know that I knew him from Ayers. Like that's how different he was to me, like in happiness from when I saw him in Ayers. And then when I looked him up and I was like, oh shit, I know exactly who he was in Ayers. He was cute. Like he was adorable in Ayers. Yeah, that's but what like, I'm saying. He was like high school, cute, adorable in airs. And then, yeah. And then so different. Yeah. He came out of the military, a whole man, the military. There is, I think there is something we should do at some point, like a show on the military low up because it's a, it is a factor that some folks come back and oh my God, it's just like the glow up is. Yeah. Widow Wan is taking photos for like, I know, (laughs) I don't know, some magazine. And I'm like, that's illegal like and he was already sir, i mean he was you are already jailed. beautiful oh i know and it kills me i can't wait until he's in more oh just i miss him so much so again i'm not going like super baby either because but like kimu bin who's 32 so that is definitely like that's not a mature hero um i cannot wait like his voice speaking of like k-drama heroes with voices but he's not a mature hero so he couldn't be you know he couldn't be up there with lee sung hyun um, but when I can't wait to hear that deep, sexy voice of his get like a little gravel added to it, you know, as he gets older, not like an Anno Jew gravel, like we don't go there because that's strictly reserved for Anno Jew. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't wait to see him age. I think he's going to age wonderfully. Yeah. And his voice is just beautiful. Yeah. So who is a mature hero you love who portrays a father in a K-drama? Oh, I thought it was um, who I wanted to see be a father. <laughs> well, that's okay. Go ahead. Misunderstood the assignment. I'm sorry, Amy, but I <laughs> I do really, really want to see Oh Jung Se be an actual daddy because I Aww. love him and he was so good and it's okay to not be okay. And he was so good in um when the camellia bloomed. He really was. And he was so good in touch your heart. And I just think he would be a great family it would be so different to see him like that I would like yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'd want to see him as like a very invested like fun dad I think I, that I would love it 
Yeah. Um, I know we already mentioned him, but Jijin, he was such a good dad and moved to heaven. He's 50. He looks incredible. And I loved him in that role. He really was. Even if it was short. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh, so because I killed him in Mary Mate Murder, shout out to my Bon Jovi singing Nick June from Hospital Playlist, Joe Junksick. I still can't believe you killed him. I know. I really can't. I'm shocked. I know. Like I said, surprise of the night. It was, I know, but it was, it, it was a loyalty thing. It really was. Um, so finally, are we happy with what's out there as far as mature heroes and K dramas? Are they playing the leading men we want them to play? Or do we want to manifest a drama with a certain hero at the romantic helm? So I'm going to just say, no, I'm not happy at all. Not one little bit, <laughs> because I feel as if K drama heroes get pushed off the cliff of sexuality in their forties. Um, and look, I'm here and ready for dudes over 40 getting it. And I don't just want to see them migrating into Josen historicals buried in facial hair. <laughs> Where you have to like Google them to find out how and then sexy you're like, they wait, you were are. playing kind of like an older baddie. And now like, you're like a 45 year old hottie who could like, I mean, come on. Ugh. It just makes no sense to me. So I don't know what I'm manifesting here, except to say that like, there's that new drama that's coming out 39 about like women at 39 finding love and whatever. I want to see like 46. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, some sexy, some sexy Opa to me action. Yeah. I mean, this is my thing. It's like, I just feel like a, like a lot of the actors get older and then they move into non- romantic roles and that bugs me because I want to see older heroes in a romantic role that's what I want and with and also with like a corresponding older mature heroine I just want all that I want like divorced couples that are you know in their 40s I want like like 27 where it's like I you know that kind of drives me a little crazy sometimes that yeah, no, the emotional boo-boo lifetime yeah. bachelor. Like sometimes like the narrative is like, 50s. oh my God, he still isn't married and he's only like 27. And I'm like, I, okay, you know. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't so, married at 27. I mean, I was, but, like, I, but it, I was too. <laughs> but I, but that still feels way it too does young to days. like be like, oh, why aren't you married yet? Yeah, so that's what I want to see. I guess I just want to see them in leading roles. And also I- to sort of feel like if it is an older hero in a leading role it's definitely the older heroes that have like baby faces like I would consider like Lee Joongi like he kind of has a face that definitely appears younger than he is like I'm saying like put in like a square jawed you know like Hyunbin type face who like it's okay if he like looks 45 like that's what I want yeah that's what I'm saying Yuji Tae who's 45 and like is a good yeah. looking 45, but even, I mean, even so like, and I don't know what's coming for Gong Yu, but like, you know, I fell in love with Gong Yu with, with Goblin. And even then he was in his late thirties. And while it was a romantic role, he was not playing a mature hero because he was playing a 900 mm -hmm. plus year old Goblin. So it was like, you know, the age wasn't a factor there. And then again, like pairing him with uh, a heroine who is first, you know, 19 and then 29. Um, while I loved it and that, you know, to date is still my favorite drama. It's not, 
it's not a contemporary romance. So it's not letting a, you know, 38, 39 year old man, you know, be a romantic hero. Um, so I think I still want to see that coming for him. Like, okay, I put him in a romantic role for me, please. Okay, I've got a manifestation. As you were talking, I fell into my manifestation. I am going Gong Yu. Yeah, I think for me, Gong Yu, so not not because of any, this is just like my Gong Yu fetish. So Gong Yu, but I would like Gong Yu in a romance that is a bit of a married cu- couple finding their way back to each other. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Because he can bring the like funny and the fun, and he's a dad, obviously. Yes. Because we've got to have like the fun, funny Gong Yu dad situation, but like some of that angst and like longing and regret, I think that wouldn't be just like, that's money. Come on, Studio Dragon. And is is he, is is wardrobe Eileen Fisher? Like what's wardrobe for this? <laughs> no. No, I think we're going train to Busan. Okay. Train to Busan to okay. face slap guy. Like he's going to be like businessy. Perfect. All right. Yeah, that's, I'm here I mean, for it. that's what I want. I just want more romantic roles. I want to see mature heroes not having to resort to, like you said, like being buried in these like supporting roles with like where they're not, casted as like meant to be attractive i guess like just like go in that's what we want yeah like eight episodes of gong Yu in a spacesuit. god i was looking forward to it but i know i just i don't want that to be his future no i don't either that can't be his future i don't all right so what are we all watching amy (laughs) i don't even want to talk about it (laughs) I'm seriously like, I'm so depressed right now. Like, here's the thing. When I first got into K-dramas, not that, I, not that I'm like grateful for this pandemic, but when I first got into K-dramas, I was teaching remotely and I had time in between my classes on Zoom during the day to, you know, binge an episode here and there. Whereas now I know like some of you out there are like, you're, you're a fucking librarian. What do you do? Well, the way librarian works in my school, in my district, is I teach teach five one-hour classes a day with a 30-minute lunch. But that 30-minute lunch includes me finishing up from one class and prepping for the next class. So it's like a 15, 20-minute lunch. And I'm not like, you know, playing my tiny violin for you here. But (laughs) what it boils down to, what it boils down to is I do school all day. I can't watch K-dramas during the day. I miss that. I come home, I do the kid shuffle, driving my daughter to driver's ed or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Um, getting my kids where they need to be. And then if I have my kids, I'm watching stuff with them because they seem to like to hang out with me, which is kind of cool. Um, and, uh, also like talk about like book deadlines and stuff like that. Like I had a book due and then I had a proposal due and I just, like my proposal, I turned it in and then my editor wanted revisions and she wanted them quickly. And so I spent the whole weekend doing revisions on this proposal and long story fucking short is I'm still on episode 13 of reply 1988. <laughs> well, it's only going to get better in reply 1988. I know. And I, I, it's, it has nothing to do with the drama. Why I'm like slogging my way through it. It's my life. I want I want a day watching life. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> manifest that for me. I want my day watching life back. Thank you. I always said I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom once my kids were in school. So now is the time. Right? Yeah. yeah stay-at-home mom, mom once kids are in school is a different yeah. game. Stay-at-home mom, kids at home, I can tell you. 
It was not fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I am on a pretty significant deadline. So I have a book that's due on February 1st. Um, and I am pulling the last mm, one third of it straight out of my ass this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so honest about it. Do not tell, do not tell Leah's editor. But writing is not all glamorous though. Like I wish uh, sometimes I want, I would like, I think writing is perceived as like, I'm doing it's, my dream. And it's like, it's, it's never still glamorous. a job. Yeah. It's right. actually the never doing glamorous. it, the doing it's of painful. it. The only, the only glamorous part about it is looking at the finished product yeah, and be like, it. oh, that's it's it. a book. Yeah. You're like, oh, Target photo. <laughs> me and my book way hello but then you have to go home and, and like get words in for the next book you're writing like it's still it's still a job yeah, it's still you can a go home and your cat has a dick apparently <laughs> um and for me this is a this is a writer for hire project so um again it's under like another name and i was given an outline for it so fun fact on how a sausage gets made sometimes is some books um are produced like a, a house a publishing house maybe like we want to have a certain book on our lineup going into like a certain season, we just see a gap and we would like to have it filled. And so, um, so in this case, like I am doing that. Uh, I really just wanted to make some extra money because I am really banking on the fact that we're gonna have a BTS world tour at some point in 2022. <laughs> I wanna have some money to go. I don't know when Jin is enlisting in the military. I just wanna have cash available to me. And I'd like to start my South Korea travel fund so this money is like my anchor for that. So I'm doing this book. Yes, it is not the book of my heart. Although I am very grateful for the experience because I will say that I have definitely had a hiatus. I have written one other like ghostwritten project. Um, actually two, because I wrote an entire nonfiction. That's a story for another time. I've written some books during the pandemic, but not under my name. But it's been a little while and I haven't written a book, book under my own pen name or real, you know, it was, it's been really good to remember that I can write. Um, I've been complaining an awful lot because I did leave this to a late deadline. And one thing that is fun about me, I guess, is that I can write really fast when I have to. I'm just not happy about it. So I'm not actively watching yeah. <laughs> a drama this week, which is hard for me. But what I'm doing is I'm watching um, Run BTS at night before bed. And that like gives me my serotonin boost. And so I'm just going to accept that this is my week of, you know, following the Jimin religion and, you know, being involved in that whole situation. <laughs> that, that counts. That absolutely counts. Yeah. So I also had a book due like just this last week and it was the same thing. Of course, I procrastinate and I had to write like half we of it. We are very alike sometimes in our process. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are. The thing is, I actually do write better write a lot like I think the book is more cohesive when I write in a very short span a lot of times if I draw the book out because I'm like so flaky that like I forget things that I did and my editor's like what why did you like change names in the middle and I'm like oh <laughs> oh yeah I do that all the time yeah so anyway um I watched Singles Inferno which I think we mentioned already I cannot that Leah and I are going to be doing um doing a yeah I can't wait to talk about Singles Inferno I just can't wait and um then I started while you were sleeping and 
I am really enjoying it. I will say the first episode was truly, truly for me goes down as one of the best first episodes of K-dramas that I've seen. It was just a really well-packaged first episode, sets up the characters, sets up the conflict, just really fantastic. And the pace has slowed down some now, not in a bad way. It's just, it's just like slowed down now. And now they're kind of working through the characterization and, and Bay Susie's like adorable in it. And that's what I'm on now. And why don't we round things out with a book rack with a hero who is not a baby for an after school special. So we are going to recommend Gray Hair Don't Care, a feel-good later in life romance by Karen Booth. And here is the blurb. Everything went wrong and then she went gray. At 47, newly divorced makeup artist, Leela Bennett is dreading her next steps, dating, meeting people, not letting herself go. But then she runs into Donovan James and tries something different, sleeping with her sexy crush from college. Unfortunately, in a post-orgasm stupor, Leela confesses she was in love with Donovan all those years ago. He responds by leaving while she sleeps. The next morning, her gray hairs are practically taunting her. She knows she has to get it together, forget men, embrace her age, own her gray. Donovan James is a marketing genius, but his ex-wives, plural, will tell you nothing freaks him out like feelings. Three years after his one night stand with Leela, he's focused on his daughter's lifestyle company, but unprepared to meet the face of their new beauty brand. It's Leela. With stunning silver locks and new confidence, she's no longer swayed by his charms. When business starts booming, the universe seems intent on throwing them together time and again. And suddenly, two people convinced that romance was behind them are wondering if love could be what's next. I think... Yes. Like we haven't read Sounds this one really yet. Fun. We're, we, we just wanted to recommend something that had mature, uh, hero and heroine. And I got to say that, uh, this is top of my list right now. And I think I might even download it tonight. Yeah. It looks really cute. The cover is adorable. Um, I, I, I'm excited about really it. Really excited. So that wraps things up then for this week's episode. We started with cat Dick and ended on a really sweet note i think with uh with a possible book rec um for all of us and uh what a great way to to round this out we hope you all loved our love letter to mature heroes that was a really fun one to do so thanks for listening everyone yep thank you for listening to afternoon of delight where can you find us outside the pod head on over to afternoonadelight.com That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs. And if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!